and welcome to the Landlord and Tenant Podmess, the only podcast that has the guts to ask, can a landlord and tenant be buddies? I'm uh, one of your hosts, I'm Landlord James. And that would make me Tenant Mike. Uh, and we're here for another action-packed episode. How are you doing, James? I'm great. The landlord lifestyle has been treating me well. As the listeners uh, know, I uh, I own this building we're in. I inherited it from my uncle. Just sort of got it. Uh, just good fortune, really. Uh, Mike, you are a, 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 a tenant. I'm a mere tenant. I am a uh, I'm paying you every month a lot of money mm-hmm. um, just f- to have a roof over my head, which, and, which uh, is great for me. I don't really do anything. It is and great for you, not I so great money. for me. I'm uh, as uh, longtime listeners of the podcast will know. I uh, I am struggling financially at the moment. So uh, any uh, any money you care to, to send into the the podcast is greatly appreciated. Appreciate it. Thank you. And, and life is so funny because here I am doing very well. And they say uh, that, you know, it's kind of a yin and yang thing, right? When one person's doing terribly with money and broke, the other person's loaded. They do say that. And yes. that's just the, our dynamic, and it probably will be for, I think, the rest of our lives, most likely. Well, who knows? Um, who knows? So summer's over. Summer's over. R.I.P. to those uh, dog days of summer. Huh. Yeah. You know, they, for winter, they say Jack Frost. What's the summer guy? Uh, hot Harry. Hot Harry. <laughs> R.I.P. Hot Harry. You I'm picturing. A... I'm picturing a uh, a sort of uh, a bonfire that has eyes and can speak and and uh, maybe sunglasses on. Probably yes. Hopefully they don't melt. Probably skateboards or something yes. summery. Has a girlfriend. Um, yeah. Are you enjoying the fall so far? <clears throat> or autumn, as we say I, in Canada. I am enjoying the fall. Um, I, as many of our listeners know, I don't live in the building. I wouldn't live, in, no offense, in sort of a building that's, um, you know, a bit lower, uh, what's the word, class or whatever. So I actually have my own mm. condo. Um, and I actually live right uh, near the university in Toronto, right near U, U of T in the beautiful annex. And I live around a bunch of frat houses. Oh, I'm and sure you like that. This is the best week of the year. This is Christmas and, uh, you know, Halloween roll into one. Frosh week. And um, it's the best. I'm, You know, when I come home late at night from a strip club or drinking or whatever, I'll walk up, uh, you know, walk up the street there in the annex. And then there's frat parties going on. There's girls and tube tops. And I, you know, I, I sort of flash a bit. I'll sort of like pull up in my, in my BMW and be like, Yo, where's the fucking party or whatever? And then these kids would be like, cool car, man. They invite me into the frat. I'm partying every night with all these like 18 year olds at different frats. It's the best. Don't you, that's like, don't you feel kind of, that's kind of pathetic though. Like how, how old are you? I, well, um, um, I'm 35 and sorry, how exactly is it lame to be 35 and still partying with university students? Cause I think actually lamer would be your life, which is not partying at all with anyone. Well, okay, that's one point of view to have, but it, are you, you know, shouldn't you be partying with 35-year-old women? That's what, that's, <laughs> that's how I, that's, those what? are the people, if I do party, I'd prefer to party with 35 and plus year old women. Oh, wow. Hmm. Women with experience. Have you been and... to King Street, Michael? Like, what is wrong with you, dude? Like, you, 18, 19, that's the zone you're aiming for. Okay. Okay. That's what like that is the zone. Holy smokes! I have to agree to disagree. So, are you uh, dating any uh, uh, university fresh no, women? No, no. Oh. It's just partying. Okay. Um, I mean, I don't want to incriminate myself, but you know, 
Uh, we sort of uh, enjoy a bit of, uh, you know, uh, D-R-U-G's and uh, some alcohols. And uh, I've been doing that every night this week, and it's been a blast. You do look a little rough around the edges today. And actually, well, you know what? Last night I was partying in a frat, and actually I wasn't the only guy over uh, 30 there. There was a professor there as well. And uh, he's this really cool guy. He's like a U of T professor. Oh. And uh, he kind of like was in the news a bit recently. Uh, some stuff about male, uh, kind of male rights kind of thing. He's like a psychology professor at U of T. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, Jordan Peterson. Oh, he, got, he kind of I, got, yeah. He, I remember, he was in the news, yes. I remember he was in the news a while ago. Yeah, he got in trouble for that pronoun stuff or whatever. Anyway, he was a super cool guy. We chatted all night and we were both partying at the frat and both got loaded. It was great. Oh, it sounds just... Just terrible. Just terrible. How, uh, how are you? I'm enjoying the fall. Uh, just on the weekend, as the temperatures plummeted a little bit, I, um, it was that time of year I took my scarves out of storage, and I laid them out um, on the sofa, and um, I brushed them, and I washed them in the sink, and I dried them out, and I, my imagination just went wild thinking of all the things uh, I'm going to do wearing those scarves this uh, fall and winter. So... Keep your eyes peeled for me and my scarves. Wow. Um, okay. Well, um, so it's a spe special time of year here in Toronto. It certainly not to, is. Not to alienate our listeners in the Philippines and other places. Um, TIFF, the Toronto International Film Festival, is here. It's in full swing, and listeners, you better believe that James and I are a couple of hardcore tiffers. We're, we've been tiffing all week. Uh, tiffing and riffing, I say. I always tell people, I, what have you been doing, Michael? I've been tiffing and riffing. That's right. Yeah, it's if, for those of you who don't know, it's, it's a big deal here in Toronto. All the celebs are here. There's loads of movies all the time. They shut down the streets. You can spot celebs. You can uh, see films from around the world. It's a wonderful time for the city. And uh, I think this would be a good time for us to launch into our segment for the week. Um, so we, we would like to now proudly present... The segment entitled, The Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess presents TIFF Roundups. So James and I, as I said, have been tiffing. We've been seeing movies um, at this year's festival. And uh, we're just going to go over some of our uh, top picks and review them. So um, why don't I start first? Okay. Is that okay with you, James? Yes. All right. So a documentary I saw recently that really blew me away is a, uh, a British film called Ball Boys. And it's a documentary about uh, the unsung heroes of tennis, the ball boys and girls. Uh, and girls. And basically the film follows the journey of um, about a dozen children from around the world who are competing for the prestige of, uh, of getting to work at Wimbledon uh, and be ball boys and girls. And let me tell you, these kids, they don't mess around. Uh, hmm. they, they will cut your throat. They will cut each other's throats for the, uh, for the chance to be a ball boy. Uh, they're nasty, nasty little, little people. Uh, very violent. But it was a really interesting film. Very cool. Uh, my, is it my turn or? It's your turn, yeah. Okay. Uh, so I've been tiffing as well. And I saw a very interesting, great film, uh, called It. It's about a bunch of kids and they meet this uh, creepy clown and the creepy clown tries to kill them all and uh, 
it's really great, and I, I hate, I've always hated clowns, and I do even more so now. I, so, I'm not sure that it uh, was part of the TIFF uh, lineup this year. I know TIFF came out in sort of wide release, James. I, uh, I'm not sure if uh, TIFF was uh, hosting it, but... Um, I think they were. But, okay, uh, but you liked the movie? Oh, it was great. It's like the clown, the clown was so creepy. It was great. How about that controversial sex scene at the end? Did you, did you enjoy that? Because uh, I read about it and it gave me the, it gave me the creeps. Um, you know, I'm, I'm a really sexual guy, so I always appreciate people throwing that in the films. Um, you know, I don't really have a comment on that, Michael. All right, uh, fair enough. Um, so I saw a an exciting Canadian uh, short. A Canadian short uh, at TIFF. Um, very good film. It was called Lifequake. Uh, and it's a short about a Montreal bartender who realizes one day, hey, my passion isn't acting. My passion is actually producing. And this is a great little short film that speaks to, to me, and I'm sure it'll speak to anyone who tries to live a creative life. And she just goes for her dream of being a producer and it's, uh, I just loved it. Great soundtrack. James? Okay. Uh, my next TIFF film I saw was... Uh, well, I actually liked uh, the It so much that I actually went back and watched the original It. And that was the next well, TIFF film I saw. And that's that, def- that was definitely well, not a, That's not a that, I don't know about film. that. Yeah, uh, it was really good. And it was, it was Tim that was Curry. A made for, that was a made-for-TV yeah, series. But it was... Tim Curry as a clown was really creepy, but he looked more like an '80s clown, so or '90s clown. It was it was good. Michael, that was not a TIFF movie. Um, I saw a uh, this is my last review, and I cannot say enough about this documentary, also Canadian, called Nana's Inc. And it's a a heartwarming documentary about a group of Nova Scotia nanas who start a hugely successful quilting company. And these women, let me tell you, they may be old. They may be from out east, but they're not afraid to kick butt. And you should see them there. The way the just the camaraderie between the women in their quilting factory and and uh, just the the sense of sisterhood um, between them, I, I found it very inspiring. And who knows if I ever get enough money together, maybe I'll book a flight out to out to the east coast of Canada, uh, Nova Scotia. Okay, that sounds interesting. Um, my final movie was. Uh... A pretty good one, too. It was actually um, part of a franchise you might be familiar with. It's, Let me guess. Did you see... Uh, an, did you read the book, It? No, it's not It-related. Which is not a movie, either. Okay. Uh, this one is a movie. I saw... Um, it's actually called American Pie 5, colon, There's Something in My Drink. And it's basically about these kids, the sort of new cast of kids. That none of them are stars. So it's kind of an indie thing. And they all are in college for the first time. And one of the kids... He's drinking a beer, and there's this sort of white goop in his drink. And he goes, bro, what the hell is this? There's something in my drink. And then they kind of zoom in, and that's where the movie starts. And then the whole movie is them just trying to figure out, what is this in the guy's drink? And then it's like about it's about 75 minutes, and at the end, they're like, oh, it's jizz. So it was a good flick. 75 minutes. So just because you watch a movie during TIFF, it doesn't mean it is, a, it is part of TIFF, I'd just like to point out hmm. to you. Well, just because... Go go ahead. No, 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 I'm done. I was just going to say just because um, you always sound like an idiot doesn't mean you're an idiot. But in this case, it actually does mean you're an idiot. So... Right. Uh, Ah! All right. That's the end of the... 
segment called Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess presents Tiff Roundup. Well, Michael, um, we both enjoyed Tiff this year. How did the jizz get in the drink? Well, that's a funny thing. That was like sort of in the second act there. They realized that um, this really Don't. heavy set. I'm not gonna. This really heavy set guy called Chumler. Um, <clears throat> he was look. He just bought his first sort of dirty magazine, and it was called like you know, Double Jugs of the Month magazine. And he's looking through it, and he couldn't resist, and he wanked off, and he didn't know where to go. So we went into this guy's drink, and that's sort of the. That's oh, kind dear. of the Kaiser Soze moment of the of the movie. My you're God. Like, that's where what's in the drink. I hope Eugene Levy wasn't in it. Yeah, he or, was. Or anyone in his family. No, Eugene was in it. He's in all the American Pies. He kind of just popped in and went, I can't believe my son used to do this. And then he left. Did his eyebrows do that iconic mm-hmm. thing where and they go? Yeah. I hope there's no pies in here, he said. Oh, Lord. Yeah. It was good. Well, let's take a quick break. We, we um... We, we don't want to give anything away, but we actually might stay on this movie theme. Yes. We have a very interesting guest coming up. Uh, so we'll take a quick break, and we'll be back with our guest. Yeah. And welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Uh, let's, we have no time to waste, so let's jump right into our guest. Uh, I'm excited about today's guest. Hopefully not literally jump right into our guest, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> Hope we don't bump noggins, I agree, I agree. Um, how would you describe this guest? He, I know he lives in the building, he's a tenant, he lives in the basement. Yeah, and um, from what I know of him, he is a seasonal TIFF employee, so we thought, what better time to bring this guy on the show? I can't... Think of another podcast going right now that has a Tiffin seasonal employee on to give us all the juicy details of what goes on behind the scenes at Tiff. So this is an exclusive uh, in podcasting. Let's bring him on right now. Here he is, Tiff seasonal employee, Andrew Johnston. One sec, sorry, I'm just sending this tweet off. <laughs> Zahara Jolie Pitt is perfection, hashtag Tiff. All right, perfect. Oh, wow, you're just tweeting about Tiff right now. I had to, I had, I, this is all I do. This is, this is a big oh, week for me, you know wow. that. You know that, you've seen me coming in and out with lanyards and and. How t-shirts. many lanyards do you own? I just oh, need to ask. I know it's a rude question, but how many I lanyards? I lost count uh, about seven years ago. I, uh, yeah, a lot. A lot. The answer is a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Yeah. We'll leave it at that. Yeah. Wow, you look like a, a Mardi Gras person with all the I know, necklaces I've been around told that, you. Well, I actually, people people um, flash me from rooftop balconies, assuming that it is some sort of a... Oh, wow. Even here in Toronto? Uh, yeah, on a Tuesday, though, because they, you know, they think it's like sure. Mardi Gras, Fat, Fat Tuesday, yes, Tuesday yes. North. And so they flash me their, their dicks and okay. cunts, and I uh, say, this is Mardi Gras. I'm not going to give you... These aren't beads. These are lanyards. So Wow. Yeah. Uh, James, uh, looks like we should... Should start wearing lanyards, and maybe we could uh, see those kinds of uh, um, body parts. Yeah, uh, yeah, or just we could just get a date. Like, um, yeah. So, so Andrew, you're in the thick of tiff. Thick of tiff. You, I can see you're you, you're exuding a sort of um, ex, like a very excitable yes. energy, and oh, I, frantic, frantic, frantic energy, frenetic. For for the tiff lasts lasts about three weeks or so. How do you stay energized for all of those? Uh, three weeks. Oh, I, my. I know. I see you going in and out of the building all night long. Do you ever sleep? Uh, no. Short answer: No. Uh, how? What? Uh, my energy well. Where does that come from? Nature's harvest. 
granola bars. Uh, wow. Yeah. Nice. Um, I'm not sponsored by them yet, but maybe, you know, if they're listening. Uh, just, you know, protein, uh, nut protein. Yeah, that's basically... Nut protein. Yeah. It's, right. I mean, I mean yeah, I've, it's been a steep learning curve. I mean, I was... Uh, I used to have a horrible diet. I, like you, uh, live in a food desert, and uh, yes. I was unable to get any sort of sustenance. But uh, now I do just dried goods, and uh, and that fuels my fire. But you know what really fuels my fire that week? My love of cinema. Mm. Here, here. Let me just interject, because uh, Andrew, you were saying you eat granola bars a yes. lot. And I guess just because you're so busy. Mm-hmm. It's funny because Michael's diet is also pretty much just granola bars, but I think that's more just Michael because you don't have the sort of income money. to buy yes. better food. Yeah. Uh, interesting. I, I did apply to be a volunteer at TIFF, so that's not even a paid position. Uh, and they turned me down for some reason. But anyway, that's for a different a different episode. Why did they turn you down? They didn't say. They just said that they did some sort of background check and I didn't... Uh, Cut the mustard. Were, so, did you? Uh, were you overly enthusiastic about Dakota Fanning at some point in the yes. past? Yes. Okay, I heard about this. It was the year that she was here for the Secret Life of Bees premiere. Yeah. Okay, well, you know what? Past is uh, the past. That was a while ago. I did sort of find out which hotel she was staying yeah. in. And the Radisson. I, I, I did sort of sneak into the Radisson and pretend to be room service and sort of knock on her door and ask for an autograph, and they did uh, have to... Um... She wasn't of age at the time. Yeah, what is wrong th- with you, Michael? I was a fan of The Secret Life of Bees. Yeah. I had Great book. I had read the book several times, and I just, I guess I got a bit too carried away, but no one was ever in danger during that whole thing. Miss Fanning was never in danger. An autograph, and too. Who gets autographs? I got. I wanted an autograph of Dakota Fanning. Do Whatever. Do you have a collection of autographs? Yeah. Who else is in it? Yeah, who else is in your autograph book? Danny DeVito, Burton Cummings, uh, some of the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, Ooh, which ones? Tyler Stewart, Ed Robertson, and uh, Jim Cregan, the bass player. <laughs> so what does that leave? Two left? Uh, Kevin Hearn, the keyboardist, yes. and um, I Stephen think Page. well, Stephen Page, no longer in the group. Uh, and also Andy Cregan, who was originally in the group, and he played piano. But I, I'm... Do you have three pages left? I do. And once I get those th- three ladies to sign, I'm going to uh, retire from the world of autograph hunting. But we're getting right. very off yes. track here. Very off track. Tiff is happening. Celebs, celebs, celebs. Celebs. Can you give us some, some dirt, some oh gossip on some of the top celebs uh, that are in town for Tiff? Some of the top celebs in town for Tiff? Oh my god. Oh, who isn't here? It's a who's who. Uh, if you're not, like, it's more anybody who's anybody. So, everybody who's anybody, I should say, uh, is here. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence premiering a movie called Mother. Yes. Which is about um, mommy blogging. The cutthroat world of yummy mummies. Oh, Lord. Wow, and, I like the sound of that. So yeah, James. And James, for listeners at home, James just got um, an erection. <laughs> no, I did not. But who knows if I saw the movie. Well... Yeah, well, it's a real thing too. And, so. and did you have you in, done it, like encounter Jennifer Lawrence at all? Of course. Oh. Um, is she I, as tall as we're told? She is uh, taller than I am. She's six foot three. Holy and cow! So I just I make kind of uh, what is the thing? Not eye contact, not nose contact. What is the thing in between your mouth and your nose? What is this called? <laughs> oh, the little you know, uh, if someone has a, a cleft palate or something. The what? Filtrum. 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 I think Filtrum. I looked that up. Once. Never heard of that. Well, I make contact with that. My eyes would make contact with that 
that little thing between your top lip the and your indent. Your indent, yeah. Does she have a nice smooth indent? Yes. Because these Hollywood she people, they have her palate is not cleft. Okay. Thank God. And not like Joaquin Phoenix's, which I don't. Oh, it's is he in town too? Um, yes, but on un unrelated business. Okay. Oh. Yeah. Antiquing. Antiquing. Yeah. Oh, I did hear that he is. He's um. Very he beats interested. to his own drummer. He does. He he beats to his own drummer. Who else is here? Um, I have to ask the question. Oh. Uh, Clooney, have you seen George Clooney? Do you party with Clooney? Where is he? What's he doing? I want to hear the whole story. He's wearing tuxes. Yes. He is at the Four Seasons Piano Lounge. He does he uh, play? Does he tinkle? Of course he does. He does it all. He's the life of the party every single time. Uh, I only get to see him from afar because that's a that's a just VIP space. I, I've heard he's a big prankster. Everyone always says Huge he's prankster. a prankster. Huge prankster. I saw him the other day go up and. Well, what the woman thought would be an embrace, and she, of course she was absolutely over the moon about this. Well, yeah. which, which woman wouldn't be? Which woman wouldn't be? And he went to, uh, as an embrace, and he put his hand behind her ear to do that. And then, you know what he produced from behind her ear? What? A playing card. Whoa, what a, a playing card. What a prank. It was such a prank. That would be scary, though, if he did that to me. Even though I'm a huge fan. Of pranks or him? Well, if he pulled out anything from my ear. Um, you would be afraid? I'd be a little bit afraid. It was a sleight of hand. Sleight of hand. It's not actual magic. No. Sleight of hand. You know what I'd like to do to Clooney? Steal his wife. Just because he's the Mr. <laughs> Handsome and the ultimate. He, I guess, a lot of people consider the ultimate alpha male. And it would just be such, it would raise your alpha male status so much if you could steal his wife. Let me get this straight, James. You think you can steal... George Clooney's wife, the famous human rights activist whose name is... Amal. Amal. Thank you. I'm not saying for sure, Andrew, but I'm saying in the right you circumstances. You wouldn't stand a chance with Amal. I think you would. I think I would, too. Well... I think I would, too. I think James has got the moves. I think that mm -hmm. James... Well, James has confidence, and confidence is sexy. Exactly. Thank you. Well, I'd just like to say I have no uh, intention of trying to steal Amal away from Mr. Clooney, so... She can rest safe, at least, uh, knowing that. Hmm. I heard, speaking of George Clooney doing pranks, can I get, tell you guys something I heard? Absolutely. I, I'm sure I could corroborate it. I heard that on the set of Monuments Men, he would often, um, during a serious take, remember the movie Monuments Men? Yes. It was a huge hit. Huge hit. I think it premiered at TIFF back yeah. in 2001. He uh, would often make fart sounds on the set to the cast. And that just shows you, even though he's a dashing sort of gentleman, he still knows how to have fun. He knows how to take himself down a peg. He knows how to make himself relatable to uh, yes. your Leo, Leo DiCaprio's and your, uh, oh, John Goodman. You, and and who else was in that movie? Oh. Um, John... Martin, Martin uh, Lawrence and... Uh, Peter uh, Dinklage, I think. Peter Dinklage. Yeah. Oh, who else was in that movie? Oh, what were some of the Everyone. leading men of that time? Joaquin Phoenix, perhaps? Yes. Yes. Rivers. Oh. Rivers Cuomo? No. Rivers yeah, Cuomo. Rivers F Phoenix? R River Phoenix? Both. Well, they mm -hmm. they visited Rivers Phoenix's um Who's grave Rivers Cuomo? Weezer. 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 Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, perhaps he contributed to the soundtrack. That's why I'm thinking. Now, anyway. a moment ago, you said the G word, Goodman. Is John Goodman... Here? Here at TIFF. No, he's not, because he's knee-deep in his business uh, with the Roseanne reboot. 
which is uh, oh, coming is, to television this fall. Is wow. that, thank God, not a second too soon as far as I'm concerned. <sighs> wow. I've been on the edge of my seat being like, what happened to the Connor family? Oh, absolutely. They, that last season when they won the uh, lottery, lottery? What a well, load of crap. It turned out that it was all, not a dream, but it oh. was all a sort of fantasy that Roseanne was, she was writing. She went back to her writing. And so she just completely... That's right, because You, you Roseanne... obviously didn't see the finale of Roseanne when she came up from the basement office, which used to be David's bedroom, hmm. and David, Johnny Galecki, who is uh, He's doing quite well for moved himself. on to yes. uh, the Big Bang Theory. A million dollars an episode. A million dollars an episode. I don't know as if he'll be back, but uh, she comes from upstairs and, and, and basically says in her mental narrative, I wrote this, ent- this whole season was narrative fiction that I, Roseanne Connor... Uh, was writing, and maybe she maybe she got published, but maybe what she a load didn't. of crap! I, I yeah. thought it was so interesting because I, I I forgot that Roseanne's character was a woman of letters. <laughs> she was. She was always Did reading and, and she was quoting, reading, quoting, uh, writing poetry. And, yeah, she was writing poetry that in the first season of Roseanne, Dan put to music because Dan was yes. a troubadour. And uh, absolutely, and so that's coming back this fall with the entire cast, except for probably Johnny Galecki. But do you think so, though, if they could get Johnny Galecki to come back, that Mr. Galecki could bring Raj and Willowitz and Penny and Blossom, and they could all be characters also on the reboot of Roseanne, and there could be a sort of um, mixture of Big Bang Theory and Roseanne. And Were you not quoting just other like Roz from Frasier and Raj? Some- Oh, Raj from Big Bang. See, I don't watch the Big Bang Theory. I thought you were saying other oh. second bananas from other Raz sitcoms. from Frasier could also be part of this. It could be a big mishmash of all the characters. I uh, watched the Big Bang Theory. The porno. <laughs> <sighs> Think about it. It would be a great porno name. Um, Andrew, so can I ask, so you, you work at TIFF. Yeah. And how, how long, how, like, how long a job is that? Like, is that just... Uh, unofficially... Thirteen months, <laughs> but uh, officially <laughs> a, a couple of weeks. Yeah. Okay. So but I mean, all year round. Like I'm thinking about to. I'm right. Saying, I'm drafting tweets. I'm, I'm clearing lanyard space. I'm, I saw right. you. You decorated the yeah. the lobby of the building with TIFF uh, logos and yeah. placards and all sorts of wonderful it's things. Just spray painted TIFF. Mm. A lot of places. I just it's. It's the season when Hollywood's brightest come and shine north of the border. So, yeah. I, I don't know what to tell you. So, that's inter- <laughs> so, so you're, even though like, you're busy all the time, you're always tiffing in a way, but you yes. actually only work like two weeks a year. Officially, but as, as I said, unofficially. Oh, oh it's Tiffing is a state of mind. Is that fair it to is. say? Yeah, t- that's very fair. It's more than, no, it's not more than fair, but it's not less than fair. It's fair. All right. So how how do you make the money work? Uh, it must be tough. I you mean, know, you live lean. You, uh... It, I heard that tiffers make a lot of money, though. Like, if you work at tiff, you make uh, enough... Like, you're more than comfortable. Is that true, or is that... Well, you're more than comfortable seeing five films that you're... That you're... Yes, that you are given oh. the privilege to see, uh, and you can really make that last quite wow. a while. All year, I think. All right. Uh, and you're given a t-shirt, and you get... Uh, to go to uh, not the closing night party, but um, an additional party outside of the closing night party. Wow! Uh, where it's yeah, it's wonderful. You get to talk to other Ryerson film grads. You oh! Get to, you get to network. You get to because it's all about networking experiences and and yeah, meeting people uh, who could uh, be influential, and a lot of them will be. Networking is very important. I'm really regretting. <clears throat> 
all that stuff I did uh, regarding Dakota Fanning that, yeah. that now I'll never be able to, uh, to network with it, Tiffers. It's um, a lot of bridges that were never even built, let alone burnt. But what do you hope to network to? Like, to, like, because you work at TIFF, I mean, like, what is good is networking going to do? Um, Are you an aspiring uh, filmmaker? I'm, I'm an aspiring friend of Sarah Pauly's. I'm an aspiring confidant of Adam Agoyan. Uh, I'm an aspiring well-wisher of Jason Reitman. Wow. I'm an aspiring reader of Juno 2. The script is that, that he, is that happening? Is I don't that know, happening? but that's what I'm aspiring to do. I'm aspiring oh to be in the inner circle. And I'm would, almost. I'm getting there. James, what do you think the plot of Juno Two could be? Would it be about the about uh, Michael Sarah and um, Ellen Page? Ellen Page years later having fun, or what do you think it would be? <coughs> could be that, or maybe I would love if, if that's what it was. I mean, honestly, I thought that movie sucked. It was so, like, twee and, you know, oh, I love everything and, oh, I'm having a baby. You didn't, Whatever. Like, you didn't care for the phrase, honest to blog? Oh, God. No. Well, I guess I'm the only Diablo Cody script fan here in the Oh, a scale of 99 to 100. What did you make of Ricky and the Flash? 100. What yeah. the hell is Ricky and the Flash? Oh, it was a wonderful <laughs> movie in which Meryl Streep played a Republican uh, cover band singer who deserted her kids from her first marriage, uh, played by Kevin Klein. Finally, they re-team, re-team, they, the reteaming the world has been asking for since Sophie's Choice. And uh, uh, she basically sings a lot of songs in a bar, and her daughter, her real-life daughter, is in it, and I think that that's why she made them. Oh, well, Sophie's Choice was a funny flick. It was so, so funny. Yeah. No Miss Faden, no Miss Faden. Uh, like, oh. Oh, wait. Oh, no, I'm thinking, or I'm thinking, I'm thinking The Devil's Wear Prada. The Devil's Wear Prada. Prada. That, yeah, that, that, that's a bit of a different movie. Uh, that is, sorry. Uh, yeah, <laughs> a little bit of a different. Now, I... Do you mind if I pry into your private life here, yes. Andrew, and uh, re- reveal something I saw the other day as I was getting out of the elevator in the building? Um, I got out of the elevator and I saw you getting in with none other than Miss Deepa Meta, the Canadian filmmaker. Now, what were you two up to? Because it was after midnight. We, uh, you had a sort of devilish look in, in your eyes, Andrew. Um, were you partying? or? Yes, of course we were partying. She's okay. a huge partier. Oh my, yes, we were partying. Uh, shooting the shit. What else can I tell you? Deepa Mehta and I are uh, friends. Do you know a lot but of... But she like... can't really get me very far, unfortunately. Uh, really? She's no Jason Reitman. Do you, are you friends with a lot of celebs? Like, do you have celebs numbers and stuff Yeah, like that? I do. Yes, yeah. Whoa, no, I've got, wow. I've got, you know. Just from oh, meeting up with them. And, them do you have Clooney's number? <laughs> uh, no, I don't have Clooney's number, but I pro- could probably, you know, get a text chain. Okay. Via, um, via uh, Joan Allen, who I'm friends with from Pleasantville. Okay. Fame. All right. Yeah, that's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Do you have DeVito's number? I could probably get it. I know Rhea mm. Perlman. But I think wow. Mike's yeah. a big Rhea fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. really? Yeah, do you see the in the um, right over my door in the in the apartment here where we are? I have that picture of Rhea Perlman that I painted. What? what oh, that you painted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's that's Rhea Perlman. Yes, yeah, it is wow. Rhea Perlman, and I have to. I don't know why I always have to. It looks like a tell people. Bear. I just <laughs> not a koala bear. It's Rhea Perlman. Hmm. Okay. 
Who is, who would you say is the biggest celeb that you have, like, who, if we look through your phone right now, I mean, who's the biggest celeb in your contacts? Oh, God, this is really, I could try, you know what, right now I'm posturing and I'm trying to, I'm trying to think about it, I'm trying to just make it so that it's not obvious, although it's obvious, it is so obvious who the most famous person in my contact list is, and that's Clive Owen. Whoa! Clive Owen. I, I yeah. love Clive really? Owen. Really? You do? Oh, my God, yes, I really? love him. He's amazing. Like, what? Oh my God! Could we call? Yeah. I have a very casual relationship with him. We, I yeah, I could call him up anytime. Are you really. serious? I, yeah, James, I've never, him? I've never seen you uh, so excited yeah, at please. the prospect of uh, meeting anyone, and I'm a little no, bit surprised. I, I, I just, I love like Children of Men. I love the croupier. Like he's just, he embodies to me like what, what it is to be a man. Uh, you know, he's sort of handsome, and he's got this like. Amazing attitude. I, I would love to talk to him. I, or no, I won't. I won't embarrass you. You, you, you talk. You know what? Him. Hearing you, hearing you talk about Clive Owen, I just realized you sort of look like Clive Owen. Yeah, I, I style myself after him, big time, big time. Weird. Could you? Well, yeah. No, like you know, S or get off the pot. What do you want me to do? <laughs> well, put I've got it on my... speaker and call him, and to just okay. be like, just ask him, like, you know, I don't know. Um, how he's doing or something. Absolutely. That's where you're... you're oh, I don't know. The person well, you admire the most? Him. Well, ask him, you know, what, what his... I don't know, what his favorite movie is or something. Sure. Okay. Shall we? Sure. Well, this is exciting, listeners. We're uh, calling Clive Owen, the British film celeb. And maybe I could ask him, I could just say, like, you're the best or something. Maybe I could just chime in. Right. Okay. Shall we? Here yeah, we go. Call him. Yeah. Colin. Hello? Hi, Clive. Yeah, who's this? Yeah, it's Andrew. Johnson. Toronto. Uh, Andrew, yeah, yeah. How's it going, man? Good, how are you? Yeah, great. Uh, I don't mean to bother you. Uh, no, I don't know what time it is where you are, but I just, I'm here with uh, two really big fans of yours, and I, I know that you could never get enough adoration and adulation, Clive Owen. Uh, so I thought, oh my god, yeah, please, please, uh, meet, this is Michael? Uh, hello, Mr. Owen, nice to meet you. And this- nice to meet you, mate. Nice to meet you. Oh, sorry, Clive. Uh, we're just breaking up a little bit here. Oh, you must be overseas. Uh, and this is James. Just- James. James, you can just, it's just a phone. I can't. Hello? Oh my god, James, you're, you're too nervous to say anything to Clive Owen. Uh, Clive, I'm sorry. I, they're just—they uh-huh. mean well. I, I, lo- I love you. Hello. Hello. Uh, Mr. Owen, this is Michael here. Uh, I'd just like to say I'm sorry for my co-host for being a little bit weird with you on the phone. And uh, um, anyway, sorry about that. And hope you're having a nice time. You're a very talented person. Thanks a lot. Um, Andrew, I'm going to yeah. go, all right? So yeah, no problem. I'll talk to you on the dark net sometime next week. All right, yeah, I'll talk to you on the dark net. All right, okay, take bye. care. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that was a priceless moment. James, uh, you shit the bed. Wow. You totally f- seized it up. It was not that bad. It wasn't that bad. I just... Listen to it back. Listen to it back. I don't know. You, I don't know. I, I definitely won't be introducing you IRL. Uh, you told Clive Owen that you loved him. That's that's weird, I, James. I, I don't think... I, I'm going to listen back. I don't think that was that bad. I just got nervous, okay? So what? So I get nervous around Clive Owen. Oh, my God. That was something else. Well, I, I, I think it might have... I think, you know... 
I don't think that went as bad as it, as it felt. So we'll see. Well, I think Clive. it did. I think it did. <clears throat> well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll. Uh, I'll meet up with Clive or something like that. Maybe Andrew will help hook me up. No, I, I won't. Well, I won't. I don't think after that, I don't think that he'd be comfortable. Uh, he's a pretty easygoing guy, as you could clearly tell, but not that easygoing. He had a very smooth voice. Yes. He seemed like um, yeah. he calmed me anyway. I don't know about you, James. He... Hmm. Yeah. Oh, dear God. Uh... True. Um, you worked for TIFF for a long time. Hmm. Were you working at TIFF during the festival that happened? 9-11? 9-11. You took the words right out of my mouth. I was not. However, I know people who were around. I actually have an ex who, and this is an actual true story, who Uh-oh. the day after 9-11 was in the Manulife Center. This is back before TIFF was completely centralized in the Bell Lightbox. Anyway, so... Um, May uh, I butt in just for a moment? Yes. Uh, for those listening who are outside of Toronto, oh, how to explain the Manulife Center. It's this—it's a beautiful, large, um, multi-purpose building that is uh, half uh, commercial and half residential, I'd say. And it's just a, one of Toronto's most beautiful architectural Absolutely. marvels. Go on. It's got the Sky Lounge, I believe. It's mm-hmm. got the Rainbow Lounge. It's like the Rainbow Room in New York. Yes, it very is, NYC. This is, this is this is Toronto's version yeah. of it. So in the Manulife Center, because Yorkville used to be the sort of hub of yes. all things TIFF, my ex was at an ATM outside of the Manulife Cinemas, and guess who was in front of him? One Julianne Moore. One <gasps> Oscar Award winner Julianne Moore. The red-headed oh, yes. goddess. And... It was the day after 9-11, and he was behind her with his then ex, and he tapped her on the shoulder from, from behind and saw her then do a visible sigh and lower of her head <laughs> and then turn around and go, hello. And oh. he said, hi, Julianne Moore. I-, I love you. And she said, thank you. And then she went back to her business. But basically, he got the physical cue that... I am not excited to have this interaction. So him, but then she rallied and said, "Hello." Wow. That tap on the shoulder was sort of like for her, like it was her nine eleven. It was like instead yeah. of planes hitting a building, that it was, was like, Tower Seven. That was her tower shoulder seven, was yeah. Tower Six. Was it a conspiracy though? Yeah. <laughs> is, the, is the question. <laughs> and uh, so that was that was immediately after nine eleven. But no, I was not involved in. Uh, no, I was watching films from the comfort of my own uh, den. Uh, during 9-11, safe away from all the other uh, nefarious activity. Wow. James, where were you on 9-11? Because I don't think we've ever, we've never talked about 9-11 on this uh, podcast yet. Well, I was actually... We've been remiss. (laughs) I was in my first week of uh, university, so I was actually on a bender. Uh, It was 9 a.m. or whatever, so I was still drinking at uh, Frat House. Um, So I actually didn't really know that it happened until like 9-12. To be honest. Uh, as in September 12th, not yeah, 9, 12 a.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. She yeah, didn't know. the towers had not been hit yet. Well, good point. So I think. You partied for... I need to go and conserve a journal about that day. I need to... Anyway, go on. Yeah, I don't know. Was it a big deal at the time? Because I honestly... James, they canceled screenings at TIFF. And they held a moment's silence before the performance of Mamma Mia, the ABBA musical, at the Royal Alexandra Theatre, where I was working as an usher at the time, and that's a true story. They um, 
continued with the performance, but held a moment of silence and lowered the lights before the overture started for Mamma Mia. And then did everyone have a great time? It was a mostly empty theater. There was a busload of um, tourists from Texas who uh, still came to see Mamma Mia. I guess while they were in town, they figured we already paid for the tickets. Might as well see it. Wow, Boy. yeah, that is sort of... I mean, and the cast didn't look thrilled to be performing. Uh, their, the, that evening's performance of, um, of uh, Fernando was, was, was noticeably lackluster. So, yeah, because I haven't seen Mamma Mia, but that's a pretty uplifting That's play, one of the songs right? that's in it. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty uplifting. I mean, it's about, it's about a mother uh, uh, and do- it's a mother-daughter story, oh. uh, which are very good premise for a musical, female-centric. And mm-hmm. the daughter's getting married. She doesn't know who her father is, but she's narrowing it down. On a Greek island. On a Greek island. Far away from 9-11. Not Lesbos. Don't get excited, uh. but... Uh, far away from 9-11, extremely far away from 9-11. Think, you know, wholesome, only wholesome things and happened there. What? Well, no, I would say not, actually. Greek islands, it's hedonism central. And anyway, but, so she, the, the mother, there are three potential suitors who the father could be, so the daughter decides to invite all three of them to her wedding. Oh my and God. see, I don't know if yeah. they, she gathered mouth swabs in the night or whatever, but or maybe she was just hoping he would remember and In the Toronto forward. production, there was a scene where she gathered semen samples from yeah. the three Urethra swabs. potential fathers, and they went to a Greek lab, and, you know, anyway. <laughs> which, 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 Abba, which Abba deep cut was that set to? Um... It was, I believe, during the extended Dancing Queen uh, oh, sequence. The coda. Yeah, yeah they sort of the band vamped while after, she uh, yeah. they vamped and she while she got and, the, yes. and gathered semen samples and they, from she those was like, they slept. Do it in the cup, uh, gentlemen. And they, there was a scene where they had to go to booths and there was Greek pornography and they had to. Oh, I thought that they were asleep. You said that they were asleep. Oh, I was like, well, how formidable these three oh. older gentlemen. Oh, no, 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 they were not asleep. Ejaculate while asleep. Anyway, no, 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 no. You had to, they had to, and they full like they were committed actors. They actually had to bring themselves to, to full time. <laughs> Max on stage every night, every night, and twice on Monday on some Tuesdays. Yes, Mad I mean days. they are union wow. actors, so they're professionals. And they were doing this on 9/11. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! Unbelievable. You know they didn't know that Al Qaeda was out there when they put the musical together. So you, what do well, you, what we do you didn't expect? know. We didn't know what was going on until literally a week later. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Fair enough. Mamma Mia. I've got to check it out. You've got to check it out. Mm. Mamma Mia, did that play at TIFF? Did you get to meet any, did you meet, get to meet Meryl or uh, you know, who else was in it? No, it did not play at TIFF, but a great movie called In Her Shoes did that I remember seeing with uh, Cameron Diaz, oh, Tony Clitt, and, uh, and jewel of our hearts, Shirley MacLaine. Wow. Yeah. Still flame-haired as ever. Did you uh, get to meet the ladies? Yes, I did. I, I was at the In Her Shoes after party. Everything, all the drinks were served in shoes. All the That's fun. all the food was shoe shaped and shoe themed. Wow. That's fun. A no expense spared. Quiche or something. Yeah, just, you, know, you know, like if you would get plates at these little, for, for your amuse bouche and stuff. Yeah. Shoes, just shoes. Shoe, you that's would just stuff fun. it as, uh, with as much uh, sliders and oh, baby it. corns as you could. I'm trying to imagine Meryl Streep eating. No, Meryl on Streep a... was not there. Oh. Meryl Streep was not there. No, she oh. was not in her in her shoes. I did go to the TIFF premiere of a movie called August Osage County, however, that Meryl Streep was in, and she was not present at that either. But Julia Roberts was. 
So is, is Meryl Streep a little bit antisocial? And I, I hate to Meryl, say that. I but. think that Meryl Streep has better things to do than come here and say, oh, oh, oh hello, and grasp her heart. And I think she's just over it. Do you know who is? I wish she'd stop expressing her political opinions. <laughs> Enough of that. Now, Get off you, your high horse. A thing you need to know about James is that he is a bit of a... If I'm on the left end of the political spectrum, he's on the right. Is he? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, it makes I, for a spirited debate, I'm you sure. You know, Meryl Streep's not that great. How many, you know, how many Oscars has she won? She's won three. She's won three. How many times has she been nominated? 21, I believe. Okay, so, wow, three out of 21? Really good. Uh, that's one per, That's one every seven. That's not a very good... Ratio. Yeah. Uh, how many Oscars has Clive Owens uh, won? Well, James? He, uh, what was that number? He probably hasn't won any because what, he's a man, and no one wants to give awards to men anymore because everything's got to be, you know, overcompensated. James anyway. thinks that the single most oppressed uh, group demographically right now is the straight white man, and uh, mm-hmm. and I disagree with that. Mm. Andrew, can I ask a question? Yes. Who at TIFF of all the celebs you meet, who's the biggest jerk? Oh, the biggest jerk. Oh, juicy. Yeah. Oh, the, uh, I'll tell you. Um, uh, Elijah Wood. Ooh. Oh, God. Tiny. Tiny little jerk. Ugh. Tiny little I hate jerk. Tiny jerk. Stepped on my feet Ugh. intentionally several oh. times. Uh, just, oh, God. I was like, it's not my fault that. How tall is that, he? Oh, he's four foot nine if he's a if he's an inch. Oh, and intentionally stepped on intentionally your feet. Intentionally stepped so he on was my sort foot. Of tap dancing like, mm, 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 oh. like that. And I heard that he wears those like sh- like golf shoes with he spikes. Does. Oh no! So it hurts. Well, your feet. but like lifts. Like cl- like he wears sort of platform clogs with spikes. Yeah. Uh, oh god! It was that was not a pleasant. rough. Customer. I heard his voice is th- like this high, yeah. and they lower it in the. Post editing. Yeah. Oh, they can do all sorts of things. He's just a tiny little freak. Yeah. God. God. Ugh. I hear though he's packing major heat. He's not. I can I can verify that he's not because I actually did urinate next to him. Oh. You you yeah. urinated beside Elijah Wood. It was like I actually felt like am I going to be arrested here because I looked at it and I was like that's like a ch- that's like a baby's dick, and whoa. Because he's I was so like, famous, I you should don't... not lick my lips. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I mean, yeah, no, you would think that he'd have access to his own private lavatory. Did he but... look, and if this is too personal, tell me to shut up, but did Elijah Wood look at your penis? Probably. Hopefully. I wasn't tracking his eye contact. Wow. Well, that's almost like a funny, like, you know, story. He's looking at his penis, he's looking at the other guy's penis, they're both looking at each other's penises... Kind of fun. Yeah, it's yeah. like it's it is like a funny story. Yeah. Wow. So Elijah Wood's the biggest jerk. Wow. Who has of all the celebrities? I, I was met... happy that he was killed in that movie, My Girl. I'll tell you that much. Oh God. Mm. Brings back some memories for me. I, that, Macaulay Culkin, right? Never mind. I w- it should have been him. But Elijah he was Wood. in the Macaulay Culkin. Was well, in the I thought that it was Elijah Wood for for a moment, mm. <laughs> and oh, so I wish that it was him. I wish I would have loved to have seen him stung They're to death similar. by I, bees. I only brought up Macaulay because I partied with him. Yeah, uh, I partied with him like well, oh, once yeah. every few months. What? or something. you never you never told me this. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when I fly down to L.A. or he'll fly up and go to my cottage in Muskoka with me, and uh, it's crazy. We really, really party. We did. how do you know him? How do you? Um, we actually uh, we met. Uh, I was a fan. I was like a fan of his band. Remember his band yeah. for a while, 
and um, like went to a couple shows. The pizza band. The, yeah, 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 they were really good. Yeah. And I think um, they did all covers of songs by a certain band, and then but some. It was the Velvet Underground, I think, Velvet, and, and they made them all pizza. about pizza. Yeah, yeah. The, they were called the, the pizza, pizza Underground. The Pizza Underground. The Pizza Underground, and all, they just did song parodies of Velvet Underground songs. All about pizza, which is an incredibly accessible premise. And I imagine, oh God, no you know, cap on the size of venue they could have played. That's that. why we, when we thought about doing a podcast, we thought, what's the most accessible idea uh, out there that can get as big of an audience as possible? And we decided on a, a uh, landlord and tenant theme. Because pizza-inspired parodies of Velvet Underground. Uh, songs had already been taken by yes. Pizza Underground. So, big mm. fan of the Pizza Underground. Yeah, totally. It's cool because Macaulay's, you know, sometimes with child stars you worry things might get weird and it's nice with Macaulay that he just he was in this big band and now he's doing really well so it's like kind of cool. He's doing really well. Oh my god. I gotta ask before we take a break. You told us who had the smallest you-know-what in the celeb world. Who that you've met had the biggest you-know-what? Uh, Peter Dinklage. Whoa. Yes. Proportionately, yes. Oh, wow. Wow. Um, where did you see that? Uh, uh, a karaoke after party thing. Oh. Uh, I hear that at karaoke, he just whips yeah. it out. Yeah, well, it was it was kind of like kinky, kinky-okey. It was like, oh, it I was like sort of, it was, you know, they have all these themed after parties. Just trying to make it fresh. Um, yeah. And yeah, and so proportionally, I, I I said that that little guy. But was it? But but both of these guys, you know, because when they're flaccid, they're they could be pretty small. Like, does it count if it's small flaccid, but it's big erect? Like, does that even count as having a small penis? Good point. Was Peter Dinklage you or know, Elijah Wood uh, erect when you saw them? It's basically what you leave on the floor then and there, and that's what I'm basing it on. I'm not. I'm not factoring in growing uh, potential. Because some guys, I feel like it doesn't even grow. Showing. No. But some, it really mm. grows. Some, it really does. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I just feel bad for the guys who where it grows that their people are getting a glance at their wieners and thinking, oh, he's got a small one, but it might grow into a but big you, one. But you'd think that they would be sort of at peace with the fact they would just know, well, I know mm. what's up. I know what, I know what the real, you know, the, the truth is. And, mm. and I, I'm going to, I'm not going to lose sleep tonight because I know that it's going to, it's going to reach upwards to and including Eight. Wow. Eight, nine. Wow. Eight point five. Seven. Oof. <laughs> six. Yeah. Six point six point five. Huh? Whoa. Eleven. No. You know, uh, Wow. Mike, are you a grower or a shower? I'm what you call a sort of wobbler. I um my penis is always the same size, but sometimes it uh when I urinate or do other things with it, it sort of shakes and and jiggles around. Does that answer your question? I'm not sure. I didn't realize that was a category. That's interesting. Wow. A wobbler. Huh. You know, there should be more of a spectrum between yes. grower, shower, wobbler. Thank you. Yeah, Thank what you. about you, James? Um, well, honestly, yeah, I'm a grower. Like, that's sort of why I was uh, bringing that up. Um... It's, uh, it's, I, I got the, uh, well, I got the whatever, feeling that's an extreme difference. That's all I'm going to say to the point that when I get one of those things, I, you know, maybe like 20% of the time I'll fully faint uh, because it's like it's, it goes from extreme one way to extreme the other. 
extreme small to extreme big is basically what I'm trying to say. And it's, it's actually really taxing on my body. Uh, and the testosterone supplements I've been taking have not been helping. I'll put that uh, out there, too. Um, TMI warning, Sorry, listeners. Sorry, you know, the conversation um, took a dirty path. Whatever. Yeah, we really have got into the, the dirt and muck of the TIFF experience. Um, is there... I know TIFF has a children's um, sort of uh, portion of the mm. festival. Mm. Do you ever attend the children's well, portion I of the d- festival? I did. I did see uh, the toast of the fest this year, obviously, is deleted scenes from It. Uh, oh, the deleted thank scene, you. You know, the, or- the, the gangbang scene at the very end of it is just... I know James was interested in that. But well, I, I Okay, I'm going to be honest with you guys. I actually left halfway through because I had a drinks... Um, Drinks with uh, ben, ben Mulroney I had to leave. So I actually, Mike, Mike brought up the sex scene at the end, and I didn't even know what the hell he was talking about. There's a gangbang scene at the end of It? Yeah, I, I could maybe get you nosebleed tickets. Uh, it's pretty. God. It's pretty packed. But yeah, no, there's a, there's a gangbang. Because they're screening it at the Air Canada Center. Yeah, the Air Canada Center. Are they... <laughs> So they're screening the deleted scenes from it. Yeah, yeah, the, the, yeah. the, the, the gangbang sequence in which the lone female child, Beverly, uh, invites and invites, it's consensual, all the uh, the the gang of six uh, to to have sex with her and 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 leave childhood and thereby Ugh. and thereby banish Pennywise to oblivion. Was this in like what, what was it? It was in the Stephen King book, and he really thought it was no big whoop, and I had have to agree with him. Wow, this Stephen King guy. The more I hear about him, and he's been in the news a lot lately. The less I like him. Hmm. The less you like him. The less I like Stephen King, and you know, um. There seems to be a really big uh, through line of, uh, of of gruesome things that children go through uh, to just uh, Carrie. If you remember the the book mm-hmm. or the film Carrie, uh, mm-hmm. the the scene in which she menstruates in the in the in the gang showers after PE class. Yes, and they all throw pads at her I because can, this is yeah. before tampons were accessible, hmm. and saying "plug it up, plug it up, plug it up," and she's sitting there. Uh, just a young sissy Spacek then uh, in the seventies, just uh, just uh, uh, crying yes. and uh, bleeding everywhere, and not knowing what's going on because her uh, ultra religious mother uh, in no way prepared her for the fact that this change would occur to her body, and that must have been a uh, that must have been an interesting. And then day what for did her. she do? She killed everybody. Uh, yeah, well. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Thanks, James. That's, and that's what I think but, I would do as well if that happened to me. That's bad parenting. Bad parenting gone gone out of control. But I also think that it's menses, and I think, I don't know. Yeah, I can understand. But how did she kill everybody? Like Telekinesis. Was she a ghost? Oh. <laughs> was she a ghost? No. I never... She, she had uh, what is called telekinesis. She, oh. uh... Uh, you'll have to use uh, smaller words for James. James. Here. She was, she was, uh, <laughs> she could move things with her mind. Oh, cool! There's a very there's a very limited segment of the population who can do that. It's very fascinating. Well, um, Michael, uh, shall we take a quick break and come back with our final segment? I think that sounds like a lovely idea. Charlie Chaplin, Martin Scorsese, Meryl Streep, Roseanne Barr. The landlord and tenant Podmess would like to take this opportunity to salute the legends of cinema. Those creative pioneers who had the courage to put our dreams on the screens. Steven Spielberg. E.T. Robert De Niro. Harrison Ford. 
Do you have a favorite cinema legend? If so, shoot us an email at ltpodmess at gmail.com. Also, be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. It's hard to get people to listen to our show, so any help is appreciated, as long as you stay within the rules of Canadian law. Or the rules of your state, republic, or territory. Boom mic operator. Sarah Polly. D.W. Griffith. And that, as they say, is a wrap. W.C. Fields. Jake Gyllenhaal. Donald Sutherland. Mickey Mouse. Kiefer Sutherland. Dame Maggie Smith. Dame Edna. Welcome back to the Landlord and Tenant Pod Mess. Um, we're here uh, for our final segment of the episode. James is finally um, calmed down and uh, regained his composure after embarrassing himself in front of Clive James on the phone. Oh, Clive James? Who the hell's Clive James, Mike? Uh, Clive, Clive Owen. Clive Owen, sorry. Come on, man. Anyway, and no, I did not embarrass myself, and I don't think that went as bad as you guys all thought, and I think I was pretty normal and cool. Anyway, moving right along. Andrew. Yes. Last segment of the show, we play a little game, and you have suggested a game to us. Yes. And it's called, uh, what is it called, Michael? Um, it's called Catfight on a Hot Tin Roof. And that's not my name for it. That's the name Andrew told me. Catfight um, on a Hot Tin Roof. Can you explain the game to our listeners, Andrew? Well, it's, it's premised on the fact that whenever I'm, you know, hanging out with, with chums, and they're talking about sports, fantasy football this, fantasy basketball that. Uh, I don't have a lot to contribute to the conversation, so I say, listen, I don't follow sports, but here's what I bring to the party. I can tell you what female celebrities hate each other. So mm. the game goes that you will just name, give me, I want you just two each, two apiece, give me a female celebrity, and I will tell you who she hates, who hates her, or both of those things. This right. is exciting. And just the ground rules. No one, no one wildly out there. We all want to have a good time. Right. And okay. being, being right. different for the sake of being different is in itself a form of similarity. All right. So. Fair enough. All right, Michael, or shall I go first? You or? should. I would love you to go first. Okay, I've got a good one here. I hope this is a good one. Okay. Pamela Anderson. Pamela Anderson, here's who I think that she, here's who I'm pretty sure she hates. I'm pretty sure she hates Yasmin Bleeth and Carmen mm-hmm. Electra. Mm-hmm. Not Last to from mention the past. Erica Alaniac mm-hmm. and, oh, there was another one. All because the Baywatch, Baywatch beauties. I think that, well, I think that anyone who overstepped her, uh, her uh, territory as uh, Booksome babe. Blonde Babe in the 90s, I think that they were pitted against each other, and I think that they probably, they, that got in their heads. You know who she does love? Julian Assange. <laughs> and acor- apparently they're dating. What? Yes. Pam no, Anderson, they're not. She visits, well, cyber. They're, they're, no, she visits him scared. in the Ecuadorian embassy okay. in London. Well, Are you kidding me? Well, nope. I don't think it's a very hands-on relationship. But yes, no, I, that's, right, that's that's who she does not hate. She she loves Julian Assange, and well, she loves Peter. My kind of woman. She likes, you know, free uh, free speech. Michael? All right. Um, my uh, female celeb is Jennifer Lawrence. Who does she hate? Jennifer Lawrence. I think that Jennifer Lawrence hates Shailene Woodley. Because who is that? She, Shailene Woodley... Shailene Woodley, if Shailene Coodley. Shailene Woodley starred in the Divergent series, which was oh. uh, a sort of knockoff of the Hunger Games. And Shailene Woodley also was the ingenue in HBO's prestige miniseries Big Little Lies, alongside Nicole Kidman, Reese Witherspoon, Laura Dern, and Zoe Kravitz. 
She's nominated for an Emmy this year, so that's a big step down. I think that... Do you think that she's nervous that she, she's trying yes. to steal her crown? I think so, and she's very earthy. She okay. stood with Standing Rock, which is something that Jennifer Lawrence didn't do. I think that she's hot on the heels. I think she's nipping at her heels, and I think that Jennifer Lawrence uh, uh, is concerned, and she should be. And so I think that she does not care for Shailene Woodley, or else you'd see them hanging out. All right. Wow. Okay. How about uh, it's like it's like watching magic happen. This it game. is true. It is true. Okay. How about Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga, Madonna. Mm-hmm. Madonna is menacingly. Men- oh, is have you ever seen the film Snow White? Uh, I've seen Snow White. <laughs> So in the in in that Snow White, uh, the Queen is has a has a bounty out for her heart. Uh, so does Madonna with really? Lady Gaga. Yes, she's, Madonna, she's jealous that Lady Gaga is the young version of Madonna her. has taken has repeatedly sniped at Lady Gaga, really? which Lady Gaga took in stride, and now Lady Gaga in actually a documentary that premiered here at TIFF is seen saying uh, something to the effect of. She can suck my dick, Whoa. or something to that effect. So they are, they are not. They are there. Theirs is not a mentor protege relationship by any. Wow. As you would maybe think that it would be. No, in fact, it is quite a uh, an all about Eve. Is sort Madonna of still cool? Because I think Lady Gaga is cooler than Madonna. Uh, Bite your d- tongue, James. Short, <laughs> short. <laughs> long answer short. No, Madonna is not. No, Madonna is is. Uh, She's she's fifty nine. She's kind of trying to keep up with the kids, and and it's yeah, interesting. Yeah. Well, uh, let's all keep Madonna in our prayers. Well, yes. Now tell me if this is my second female celeb. Tell me if it's too out there. Uh, Dame Judy Dench. Dame Judy. One Dench. of my faves. Dame Judy Dench despises Helen Mirren because Helen Mirren is a babe, a capital B A. She's gotta be the oldest babe. She you think so? I think so. I do. I don't know any Helen Mirren when Helen Mirren got her tits out in Calendar Girls. Do you remember that film? Yes. Do you remember the do you remember the tagline? We're going to need bigger buns. Yes, because. that cheeky English sense of humor that I can't get enough of. Uh. <laughs> and you're looking at January. And mm-hmm. so you're an accent man. That was all right. Eh? Very good. Very can, good. Can you say that? Um, can you say that in a British accent? We're going to need bigger buns. <laughs> and I think that Judy Gench looks at her and says, "Oh, what a strumpet! What a strumpet who wow. couldn't act her way out of a." Well, maybe Judy I should have gotten the role of the Queen. That's what I think she assumes. I see. Well, it would have been a much different movie if I uh, happen to know that Judy Dench is she's friends with all the other dames. Really, Maggie Smith, Edna, Edna. Atkins, Edna. Who does Dame Edna? This is a bonus round. Who does Dame Edna hate? Do you RuPaul, think RuPaul probably? Yes, 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 yes. yes. Probably. I can you see can, that. You can just always see when when sort of people of stature are pitted against mm. each other. You can assume that because the press makes this and then it feeds into their 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 animosity. I love that Dame Edna is played by a man in his eighties, Barry Humphreys, who's apparently heterosexual. Yes. Oh, yeah. He he loves having sex with women. I've heard the tales that Barry Humphreys is a real poonhound. Yes. I, I hate using that term. And that he's still as um, relevant, still as up for it as he was as a as a twenty year old man. Yeah, absolutely. He's horny from noon till night, but <laughs> never in the night. morning. Wow. 
Well, yes. that was a great game, Andrew. Great, great idea. That was really interesting. I felt like I learned a lot, Michael. Me too. And uh, we'd love to have you back sometime to play this game more. We'll, we'll come up with more female celeb ideas. Wonderful. Thank you for having me. Great being a tenant. Oh, love and yes, tenant. and we didn't even really get to that. Yeah. But yeah, thanks for living yeah. in the building. Oh, I hope it's you great. Enjoy. Do you live in the building? There? I you do. Spend, you do, yes. You yes. live in the basement. Yeah. Yeah. I live in the basement. Yeah, well, thanks for giving us all these tip. Uh, thanks for giving us all these tiff uh, tidbits and gossip and all this, this fun stuff. Thank you. Pleasure's mine. Uh, thanks everybody for listening. Thanks to Andrew Johnston, and we'll be back next week.